Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 74 for the 23rd of April, 2008. G'day, James. How's it going, Ian? Actually, I don't know if I can say g'day anymore because my big news as of tonight, I'll actually be a British citizen. Bloody hell. <laughs> they let you in. <laughs> they did. They've dropped standards. It's <laughs> outrageous. I so, know. did you have to... Have you got your Union Jack underpants on? Uh, I should wear them tonight, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> a little too much information, perhaps. Yes. There you go. Well, very exciting. Um, I'm very excited. So, you no longer have to pay taxes in Australia? Um, not exactly. No, not really. But <laughs> <laughs> well, surely that's the only point. Well, I can get a British passport now, which okay. is very handy. So there you go. Uh, Congratulations. Thank Ian. you. Thank you. <laughs> Everyone in the office is calling, me a, <laughs> calling sure. me a pom, which sounds ah, <laughs> oh, it's all wrong. Pommy Harris. I Indeed. Can see okay, so we're on to uh, on the couch episode number seventy-four. Indeedy where we're going to cover things uh, to do with entertainment and technology news, covering business, technology, content delivery, mobile, gaming, and other crazy stuff. And we have uh, a ton There is. There's a, there's a heap of kind of news which is flying around. I don't know quite why that is, but there is. So we better crack on. Um, no podcast would be complete without any Apple news. And you've dug out a bit of a kind of a secret acquisition, or they don't crow about acquisitions at Apple, but they've mm. bought a company that makes... Super low power mobile chips, right? Yeah, and in fact, the uh, the pedigree of this company is uh, is quite significant. As in, uh, they used to develop some of the some of the big chips that never quite made it, like the strong arm and uh, one of the other deck chips. Right. That, uh, were, were so Steve Jobs had his kind of Victor Kayam moment when he sort of was going <laughs> to buy so many of the chips. He said, "Hell, we'll buy the company." Exactly, and uh, he put up two hundred and sixty-seven or something cash, Ka-ching. million cash for this chip company, which I think is a bit of a disappointment to Intel, who wanted to try and guarantee that every product that Apple, Apple made had an Intel chip in it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. but they don't. Apparently, this is for sort of next gen. They won't put these chips in anything for a year or two. That's right. So, so that's right. They designed uh, the guys responsible designed uh, the Alpha and the Strongarm microprocessors that uh, right. Deck did in the nineties, which are ahead of their time, but never quite kind of had the sort of. But I guess they must power. have some orders, otherwise they wouldn't have. Pitched exactly. Them so now this is, this is a, so it is a startup, but uh, is it a startup? It's yeah. a fabulous. Yep. Wow. Uh, so presumably they uh, will be looking to put these chips in the upcoming iPods. Well, they're in two thousand and nine. Um, not too far away. Yeah, so they're looking at, I mean, they're still pretty, I mean, 5 to 13 watts running at 2 gigahertz is still quite a lot of, that's a 64-bit dual-core microprocessor, that's a lot for a mobile application. Yes, but presumably you can kind of wind that down and Um, get a fair whack of performance when you need it. You know, they'll, Apple believe, I guess, that as I said here, they'll create a unique asset, a powerful microprocessor that sips power lightly and so can support just about any imaginable application that Apple software yeah. engineers can And the advantage they have out of this acquisition is that they can make sure that only they have the processes and no one else does. Indeed, because I th- there's a lot of that going on. There's a few clones going around and there's a big, who's, mm. where are the chips coming from? I mean, if you open any small, any kind of successful consumer electronic, often they sort of scratch off the name of the, the processor so people can't see what mm-hmm. it is. And if you look at any of the takedowns from people like iSupply and others, yes. they try and identify who, who the chips are from. Right. And there's even a, a sort of counterfeit business in counterfeit silicon, 
where people are Seriously. literally cloning stuff That's and selling it. Uh, you know, you, you've heard the old stories about Boeing parts being cloned, and you know, there's well, something about people uh, now Cisco routers and so on being cloned in entirety. Yeah, some sort of dastardly plot by the Chinese government to <laughs> well, get it's Intel all about the software, the US government or something. Excuse yeah. me, well, so um, another one which you've been real on the on the moling here is. Um, I guess maybe it's news news of yesterday, is Sony acquiring Gracenote. And, I mean, I know Gracenote as the guys when I... Uh, is it CDDB? Whenever mm-hmm. you rip mm-hmm. CDs and stuff, the iTunes or your typical player client contacts a um, CD database from someone like Gracenote and... Um, yep. And, just, uh, and populates with all the song stuff. And you can submit. It's like user-submitted as well. I don't know if they... Well, it used to be. I mean, this is the thing. When it was when, Back when Grace Note was CDD, yeah. uh, you'd pop a CD in your drive and you know, you'd rip it into iTunes or mm. you'd just rip it into your MP3s. Yeah. And it would go to CDDB to try and work out what the actual Album names was, of the tracks yeah. were. Yeah. Uh, and if it wasn't there, then you could actually submit your own uh, track names. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, these guys went, thanks very much, everyone, for contributing to millions of CDs and then subsequently sold the business. <laughs> uh, and Gracenote are now selling themselves to Sony, who... Right, and so um, they license stuff to iTunes, Yahoo, Music Jukebox, Winamp. Yeah, pretty much everybody Alp, uses and it. And home and automotive products as well. So I don't know, I guess no, anything yeah. that's connected. Yeah, I mean, when, um, whenever you whack a CD in, I mean, the thing about CDs is they... They're, they're very very old school digital really they don't contain any information about about no ID3 stuff nothing uh, yeah. but I guess they have a fingerprint based on the exactly. track lengths and in fact, which and is fairly unique and that's all it, that's all it is really it's the yeah. length of the tracks uh, there is some extra version different versions of CDs where you can put text to name the songs and so on but uh, it's pretty much almost never used even these days is that SACD super audio no that's, uh, that's just higher bit rate isn't it yeah CD text yeah. okay there you go. So another two hundred sixty million dollars. But I guess that's you know part of the metadata world. There, that they're buying metadata really. It is. They are. They are. Um, and metadata does rule the world. And I suppose I mean it's a typical kind of almost Web two point kind of thing where you get the users to to create something of value and then you give it, Take it away free and then you say suddenly <laughs> you have to pay. Two hundred sixty million. <laughs> it was a beta. You know you have to pay it. Mm-hmm. This is the real thing. So I think that's good. Um, also, business news, Australia's first interactive TV gambling service will launch next Monday, April 28th. Is that a big yeah. thing for Australia? I mean, there no, are obviously... I, I haven't heard any feedback on this as yet, but uh, this must be very controversial because it's mm. always seen as... Uh, uh, I mean, th- there is social issues with gambling in Australia. Well, anywhere, to be honest. Yeah, you're probably right. I guess it's um, more... Uh, widely kind of people are more widely concerned about I mean, it I've heard, um, social you know problem. the TAB what is the t- is, uh, TAB is it's the, is basically it? the betting house the equivalent of but is it run by the government is it TAB? Know, it's a private company, private company. Yep. okay so basically the TAB is going on to interactive TV um, mm-hmm. and clearly around the world where gambling is legal and I guess it is legal in Australia gambling um, is legal gambling on TV hasn't been up until this point so presumably the mm. laws have been changed yeah, or got, I guess it needs an additional license or something. But I mean, gambling is mm. is one of the success stories of interactive TV. Mm. I mean, it's not not possibly that's something that everyone talks about, but that's where the money's made Indeed. is by um, you know, people setting up gaming organisations on TV. So that looks like it's going to be interesting. It's going to be on the uh, Foxtel platform um, in New South Wales and Victoria. The most advanced and sophisticated interactive TV service ever deployed in this country. Is that you did pizza ordering and stuff when you were there, right? 
Yeah, and email and <laughs> weather and news <laughs> and stuff. But no gambling. I guess that's, that was the holy grail, so it didn't kind of come through. But see how that goes down. But um, mm, that's very cool. I so guess getting to the stage actually, you can go uh, up on air, that's good. Yeah, so presu- presumably they're actually linking with the actual, the actual TAB account. Uh, so, you know... Y- yeah, you it's a one sign-in, single sign-on, I would yeah. guess. So you don't have to do it twice, because otherwise it's a real pain on a remote to enter anything interesting. Good luck. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah. Um, and the saga continues with Yahoo and Microsoft. So Yahoo coming back now and saying, well, maybe. maybe. Um, do you think they're just kind of riding the share roller coaster here, going, oh, maybe it's going up, maybe it's going down? Well, they've had a 9 Jerry Yang offloading a few things here. <laughs> they've had a 9% rise in revenues. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Mr. Yang, who is who's Mr. Yang, the co-founder. Yeah, Jerry Yang. I mean, open to any and all alternatives, including a sale to Microsoft. I guess, you know, but as a a corporation, you mm-hmm. have to be, you know, you have to be open to, if you get a reasonable business offer, your board cannot, you can't disapprove it based on, oh, I don't like the idea. It's a bit sad though, really, isn't it? Because, so, you know, Yahoo's culture would presumably be very different to Microsoft's. Yeah, we, uh, we talked about this, I think, a little before in a previous episode, how they yes. don't use any Microsoft project products at Yahoo. Oh, and, you know, it's right. like okay. almost as a rule, mm-hmm. um, and they're just kind of different. Um, but then, you know, they have a common enemy, Luke Google. So, True. You know, potentially, although, you know, Microsoft does the software, Yahoo does the services, Google's just kind of services, mm-hmm. Microsoft's trying to get into advertising mm-hmm. a little more. Um, yep, that's true. So... $43 billion in cash. Yeah, maybe. Well, you know, see if it happens, because it's still... Uh, but Yahoo's yeah, profitable. I guess it's a good, you know, if yep. they're profitable, they, they, they can be attractive. Um, moving on, I guess, to the technology section. So we're right kind of scraping. Gets in there, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> we're kind of scraping for technology news this week, so... Uh. Well, I've, I've got a... Maybe I'll, I was going to talk about it in gadgets and stuff, but um, I, I saw a thing from... It's actually uh, Berkeley University... Mm-hmm. Called uh, one of these grid computing things called Boinco, uh, <laughs> B O B O I N C O, which mm-hmm. is a grid computing thing where basically it's a bit like SETI or um, right, right. Okay, one so of these folding at home things where okay. you can. So all these computers are contributing yeah. to some sort of common calculation. And uh, one of the things they're, they're using is the fact that a lot of uh, computers these days are, sh- are shipped with motion sensors in them. Yep. Uh, essentially accelerometers to detect Mm -hmm. free fall and park the disc heads and all especially laptops and they've done a a, it's kind of a it's a sensor mashup I suppose where they're saying okay we'll use Boinco and the grid computing and we'll use sensors in uh, my MacBook Pro because they're Mm -hmm. they're doing it for Mm -hmm. Macs because they've got sensors in and they've all they're fairly uniform so they've done a, a client which sits on the MacBook Pro and basically when after you haven't used it for three minutes it starts monitoring for vibrations right and then sends them back to Boinko so they can and you have to when you log in you set your network locations as to where precisely you are okay on the, using Google Earth right so then they can have basically a sensor mesh around right. the so world what do they do with that well then they can analyse the data and work uh-huh. out where epicentres of earthquakes are and all this oh, kind of wow, stuff oh wow that's really cool which is okay I think so you're actually doing you're actually doing earthquake detection with your MacBook Pro in its yeah, spare time yeah when I'm not 
you know, when, when <laughs> I step away great. from the keyboard. I guess you know how it distinguishes my clumping around <laughs> on the floor or something. But uh, well, you wouldn't want to <laughs> knock it off the table at some point. But they, uh, interesting, they did say, well, we haven't. You know, we're going to get lots of data. We don't exactly have the resources because it's it's a university funded If there is an earthquake, please do let us know <laughs> so we can start looking at the, the data around it. Um, right. So, okay, but well, I thought that was cool. quite cool. I mean, the things cool. and you know, it makes it made me think a little more about uh, connected devices which can send mm, stuff. Mm, um, mm. Suddenly, and you there's get, more and more of these. Yeah, these, these days. Yeah, lots of these sensors around. I mean, uh, I guess um, Wiimotes are another example. Mm-hmm. They've got accelerometers in them. Yep, and they're connected to a wire, an online device. Yeah, so maybe you could, they could be checking for earthquakes. As yeah, well. exactly. Yeah, mm. um, all sorts of things. Um, Meanwhile, you've got a story about beer and Nintendo DSs. Indeed, I mean, it's a good segue to Nintendo. I like that. <laughs> we've, we've talked, uh, we've talked uh, a few times about uh, how sport and gadgets seem to be uh, an increasingly yeah. popular combination. Uh, and uh, at the Safeco Field, home of the Seattle Mariners, uh, if you brought your Nintendo DS to the field and paid a five dollar fee, you could use your DS to access the scores of other baseball games, check out team standings. This was last year, wasn't it? Da da da. But this year. The service is free, okay. and uh, you can actually order things and have it brought to your seat. Okay. So you can sit there and order beer, find out what's happening on other games, get the stats of what's happening in the game that you're on. I understood this used the browser because it was the Opera browser on the DS. Uh, that the was, the Opera was a browser, browser is, is an optional cartridge you can yeah. buy. So, so this, this might be a micro-browser or something else that you can download. Mm. And you can even see an in-stadium live video feed. Order snacks and drinks. <laughs> That's fantastic. And um, we talked about how Sony had been doing this with Chelsea Football Club, at Stamford Bridge, giving fans PSPs where they could. But that was just video. Yeah. And this is, there's no touch screen on the PSP. Yeah. So this is completely interactive, which would be great on a DS. You kind of, you yeah. know, I'll have two beers and a hot dog. <laughs> and a <laughs> great. Yeah, it sounds cool. So it's free. So obviously it was. Um, you had to pay a f- five. At five. Uh, yeah, I guess this makes sense. A whole new way to enjoy the game. Brilliant. So Fantastic. I mean, there's earthquakes and beer. Fantastic. <laughs> um, content delivery. What's this thing about Microsoft turning off the DRM service? What's all that well, about? Well, I mean, do you remember the Microsoft uh, Plays for Sure? Well, they had Plays for service. Real, Plays for Sure, um, Plays sometimes. Plays maybe, whatever. So they've just, they've basically end of life or something, have they? Yeah. So, I mean, when the Zoom came in, right. they decided to ditch the old store, the old um, Plays for Sure store. Now, this is significant because all the other uh, mobile portable music devices that had any sort of DRM that wasn't Apple was using Microsoft DRM. Right, yeah. So all the creative devices, yep. all the um, all, all those, you know, the Samsung ones, everything used Microsoft. So you could go to the Microsoft store, buy your DRM music and put it on your device right. if you weren't using iTunes and an Apple iPod. Uh, now, when they brought out the Zoom, they said, no, nope, that's all over. Finished. New standard, place for sure. New standard. It's, uh, yeah. And what they've said now is that the, the actual DRM servers that actually send out the licenses for your old content that you've previously bought on the uh, the MSN Music Store mm. uh, are going to be switched off. Uh, this means that so if you... every time you play, you have to connect to the server. No, so no. It's only if you if you update your operating system or if you... Transfer devices. To or a new computer or get a new... Get, I mean, there's no new devices, but if you <laughs> want to put your music on a different device... Okay. Uh, you won't be able to do that from now on. So uh, from sep- from beginning of September up until yep. August thirty first, two thousand eight. Yep. So you know, beware if you've got stuff you bought pre Zoom from Microsoft. That's right. It's migrate it, or you could probably rip it. I'm sure, but um, 
There not you that go. we're advising you do that, of course. <laughs> um, but I just think it's interesting that, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the argument against drm ownership of content was always that if the if the company went out of business, then your content is worthless even though you paid for it. Yeah. And here we're seeing even just a business strategy change is enough that if, uh, if your DRM is tied to a particular company um, that's providing you the content as well, yeah. and they decide to change their business strategy, then you can be left with uh, content that you've paid for that you can't actually listen to. But, I mean, the standard way there is, you know, you buy your music at a high bit rate, burn a CD and then re-rip it, then it's... Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. But... Uh, Which, I mean, I kind of, it does, if you think about it, do you back up your if you purchases from iTunes Music Store? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think it's a pain that you can't go and get them again. You can, but you have to go through a technical support and say route and what did I buy I've and say I've lost all my stuff please let me download it again and they give you a magic thingy and then you can actually really? download all your I stuff I must try that because I've lost a few tracks so it's brilliant I get a bit lost if I order stuff on different computers yeah exactly and you can't and how do you console it you yeah. can't work out which yeah. stuff is where or what I guess they say yeah. you don't need to because as long as they're all on you can share stuff yes well I mean the, you can actually Slurp your content off your iPod now back onto yeah, it your says PC. Transfer p- um, purchase content, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which you didn't used to be able to do. But then, but, if uh, you plug an iPod or an, my iPhone, if I plug it into different PCs, mm. it gets really confused. Mm. And I do as well. I'm going, oh no! <laughs> stop doing you know, the stop auto syncing, and you can't have multiple libraries. It's very confusing. Um, so, so, music royalties as well. This tell, was, us, tell us about this, James. Well. Um, it's just a, basically a sort of a, a few lines which was saying how um, the UK record industry collected uh, just over nearly $220 million in royalty in in the first quarter of 2008, which I guess that's because wow. the UK is renowned for having lots of uh, famed recording artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's up a third from last year, which sounds, you know, wow, where's all the m- money coming from? Um, apparently it's not all due to digital downloads because digital downloads only account for 2 to 5% of the total. Wow, right really? Now they don't know what precisely what it is, I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so people, I guess, are getting more music, um, but they have done some... That digital media rights includes mobile stuff, um, YouTube, I guess they did a deal with YouTube oh, to save lots of money, YouTube, right. uh, and ringtone sales and social networks including Beaver. I mean it, it, it could be I don't know if ringtone sales count as new media but it just seems a bit odd um, mm. that it's only 2-5% to 5%. that's mm. uh, where is it so I mean all this stuff about the record industry ooh, is complaining maybe mm. music I mean music royalties yes obviously distinct from the record industry so it's probably play yes. so there's maybe a proliferation of more radio stations maybe internet radio stations there was that regulation about internet that's radio stations the where yeah. they had to all pay money yep. so that's probably where this has come from yes as internet radio stations being hit for the it was like $30,000 yeah, right. fee or something so they're getting well, a share of that I mean they're saying that TV and radio broadcasts accounted for 40% of the total so that's when you use some music yeah. in a TV show or you know mm. in a radio broadcast and you pay a royalty to the the PRS yeah, the performing that's interesting because some of the uh, some of the podcasts that I used to listen to from BBC Radio 4, when they used a song, they would actually say in the podcast, oh, we can't put this on the podcast because yeah, it's still a break. They could broadcast yeah. it, but they couldn't actually put it on the podcast. Yeah, I've listened to some podcasts where that happens as well, where they mm. say, you know, sorry, we've had to delete this for copyright reasons or whatever. <laughs> now, that's great, but I want to know, where does the money go to? Not where it comes from. Who do they hand the... Well, they just... They have very good parties, I've heard. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That goes into the coffers of the Performing Rights Society. Well, I mean, it's all the classic um, 
like about a boy with the the Hugh Grant film, the guy mm. in it, he he was basically a trustafarian living off the the royalties he'd get for some Christmas right. song, which was famous sixty years ago. That's right. So yeah. I mean, these people must exist. Uh, yeah, I don't Paul McCartney takes a big yeah, I think dump he, of it. He takes seventy percent of it. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, also, I guess uh, content delivery. I, also in the UK. Um, for Mac users, ITV now has their catch-up service now available to on um, Macs as well. On Macs as well. Fantastic. Um, not that I mean it's okay, but you're using Silverlight, the Microsoft it kind is. of Adobe yeah, Media like. Player kind of equivalent. So mm-hmm. Silverlight on the Mac. Um, it, I checked it out last night. Uh, worked pretty well. Video quality was a bit ropey. It must have right. been especially when you go full screen. It's okay with the postage stamp, but mm-hmm. uh, it does does work full screen and seemed to work fine. And Silverlight's only a, it's like a three meg download. You know, it takes about sixty seconds or something. That's pretty easy. Bang. And you can watch the catch up service. So good, nice. I mean, I someone was telling me about this show called Gavin and Stacey. Oh yeah, I've watched that. Yeah. And uh, I only watch that on iPlayer. Actually, I don't watch it. Well, it's interesting because I tried to watch it the other night on iPlayer. And I just couldn't get it to work without like about a second worth of uh, audio difference to the actual video. So you see them speaking going... Is that on your EPC? No, this was on my normal normal laptop. And then about a second later, they'd actually say what they were going to say. Maybe it was the other way around. But either way, it was completely out of sync. And I tried and reset it and rebooted and they just kept doing it. And I went, oh, forget this. So I went and downloaded it from iTunes. So, you know, it's... uh, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know, if you had an iPhone, you could have watched it on that. Yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but they have dropped the price of the iPhone. I understand in well, the UK at least. He's an good segue, though, cracky <laughs> indeed. I mean, we talked about this last week how they dropped hundred pounds off the price, and uh, they're completely selling out of the device around the country in Newcastle, Birmingham, and London. Yeah, which is pretty much the whole but country. It's, this is you still have to get the contract, presumably. Yeah, I expect you still. You I mean you have to move to O2 and or sign up to the sure. I mean, contract. Presumably, you have to. Act, if you go to, oh, maybe I'll try at lunchtime. Go into a car phone warehouse and say, "Oh, I, you know, can I look at a knife if they've got any left?" Yeah, uh, and I know through cashback sites you can get it for like fifty quid if you. Oh, again, right. if you take the the thirty-five, is it thirty mm. pounds a month? Something, I don't know. Something like that. Um, so, and uh, an employee from Car Phone Warehouse's flagship store on London's Oxford Street. Uh, said sales had doubled from 30 per day to 60, while another car phone staffer commented, we usually sell one or two a day, so... It's <laughs> not big. One to two. We're now selling three or four. <laughs> but yesterday we sold about 20. Wow. Okay. So it was like launch day all again. Yeah. Well, I think um, there's also been some announcements about the iPhone 3G. Mm. Maybe it might be unlocked and available without a contract tie-in mm. in Italy. There's been a few splurges there, and the rumour is they're just trying to get rid of the inventory by dropping the prices. Yeah, well, you, you'd want to because, you know, they must have manufactured millions of these things, and they want to get yeah. rid of them before but presumably the 3G not, one comes out. not 100 quid off in the Apple Store. Where No. I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah. I know a, a colleague of mine got a, an iPhone from the States this week, um, and I, I witnessed the the uh, the ceremony of unlocking, <laughs> and it, it seemed I and mean, it was a few full starts, but it did only take about ten minutes. Really, ten yeah. minutes from go to woe. Yeah, but that was just more having a chat, really, and going. Right. Oh, it doesn't seem to be working. Just <laughs> unplug it, plug it back in again. It was very easy. Um, wow, cool. Not that I'm encouraging you to do that. Take a full subscription, um, <laughs> like me. <laughs> um, so, uh, still on iPhone news, yes. uh, Apple have announced that they have served more than 100,000 copies of its iPhone software development kit. Which is significant. It's about Since a two gigabyte download. <laughs> is it really? It's a monster. Wow. So can you actually do software development not on a Mac? Do you need a Mac to do You probably need a Mac, I think, yeah. It's pretty disappointing. 
look at what I've actually fun. <laughs> I'm going to be forced into getting a Mac one way. I haven't, or I'm working through my book on on <laughs> developing on the Mac, and I've I've done some. Uh, I'm on the user interface bit, but I'm only doing the for regular Windows kind of stuff at the moment. But the iPhone, Ooh. unfortunately, the book I've got is like a previous version. Right. So, so just, not just the follow these simple steps. Look at this. I'm going. This doesn't look anything like the screen I've got here. But allegedly, the you know, next next editions of UI builders are supposed to be more simple. More but simple. It cool. didn't. It's the principles are the same. Anyway, uh, yeah. enough of my woes there. So yeah, iPhone SDK. We've got a countdown. I guess we've still got two months till they launch mm. the version two stuff. But I mean, if there's a hundred thousand copies downloaded in the first month, mm. uh, then you kind of expect that. There's going to be some cracker software out there. Yeah, I mean, very exciting. And the good deal if you get seventy percent of the revenue from your software. Hmm, that's great. I mean, independent software developers can uh, pretty much clean up if they get uh, a stack of people using their software. Well, if you're successful, they will come. But it's an amazing storefront. Mm. Um, well, I mean, everyone will see it on iTunes, and presumably they'll have you know most popular applications, yeah, which exactly. mean that the so more popular ones get even more popular. And exactly, exactly. fabulous. So very interesting we'll to see what people come up to. with. When that 3G phone comes out, or I've managed to hack my phone as well, so I can, you know, it wasn't working. The touch sensitivity wasn't working. And I've, I've managed to create a special preference thing that appears <laughs> up, so you can adjust it. It's a, a lot of these things are hidden. There's like controls which you can't find, right. so you just have to. It's like the early phones. You had to. There was a hack where you could go in and make the other languages appear because they wouldn't appear on the menu. Oh, they right. were there. But they're actually there. Yeah. Right. You just have to to add them in in the preferences. Um, okay. Uh, gaming. What's going on there? Well, we've got... Uh, this is a, an interesting angle on the Wii. Yes, so Epic, who are one of the big one of the big uh, developers. The president of... Are they an independent developer? Yeah. They're president Mike Caps, yeah. who uh, recently proclaimed the Wii as a virus. I think he was talking about how everyone bought them one after another as opposed to the yeah, fact... Yeah, it's like you... you I mean, know. it's true. I mean, I guess you've seen the, the Wii virus effect... I mean, yeah, you sort of have one of those, you go to someone has a play with you. Oh, like <laughs> but then, do you play with your Wii very often? I haven't Not played a personal with it question. in uh, <laughs> in a little bit, but uh, I, I'm yeah. I, there's a few good things coming out for the Wii shortly. Like uh, uh, everyone keeps telling me, I should get a copy of Mario Kart because the online play is supposed to be fantastic. You and just get uh, beaten by five-year-olds. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> in, a, in another country. <laughs> in you know another, well, that's what happens to me whenever I go online. It's outrageous. Um, and of the Star Wars The Force Unleashed is coming uh, out, when's of course. That out. When's it out? I, just got, I pre-ordered it on Amazon, and it, I've just got a, oh, really sorry, it's now going to be September. Oh, no. Yeah, it's like, oh. Uh, um, uh, so they said, great credit to Nintendo, praising the system's ability to bring families and people in general together. Uh, but he uh, says that they... Then they don't have any games out for the Wii, and his statement really? is: "We look forward and not back," which is why well, I think uh, we have a kind of quite a uh, an active policing system for types of games that allow on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Epic, I Epic, think Epic does like Unreal. That, uh, is that right? Epic's in the Unreal Three yeah, yeah. engine business. So I mean, that's first-person shooter territory, which isn't traditional. It isn't a big Wii. It's not Wii, family kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. They've got quite family values and stuff. Mm. Although there was that one death hunt or something, I don't know. It's like strangled <laughs> people. A few ones so, like that. Um, yeah. So, I think that's quite interesting. The PlayStation Three, a couple of bits of news there. The Dual Shock controllers are out. Dual Dual Shock Three, they're calling. So they've got right. a rum- so the ones with rumble. rumble in it's it. got right. rumble, right, but right. of course, a lot of the games that are shipped with the PlayStation don't have rumble because they didn't expect the controllers. Yeah. To have so it I think they'll they be. I mean, some of the more popular features will have online upgrades, which would include rumble okay. support, but. Okay. Uh, 
So that's out uh, sort of stealth launch in the US, but I think it's available here. Um, also, there's rumours that the PS3 is doing a cost down uh, in oh, right. September, which might be linked to the your home news. So, I mean, we were talking yesterday with our minor scoop that home was going to be delayed, and turns out, uh, yes, it's going to be delayed. Well, I think it's an inferred delayed. It's they've... Yeah, they haven't actually come out and said it's been delayed, but they've said that they're the having beta's a, been extended. An, an extended beta <laughs> testing process. It sounds like a delayed launch to me. Yes, exactly. Um, so I think they're coming out with a. They're looking to go kind of cost neutral because at the moment, as you probably know, everyone's they're losing money on everyone they sell. Right. So they're looking to cost down as soon as possible and mm-hmm. take advantage of smaller geometry chipsets. So they're right. going to 65 nanometer from 92 nanometer, which means more chips per wafer, cheaper cell processors, which Less are the, power. And, and I guess same for the graphics as well. Indeed. And lower power, so they'll come out with a smaller box, mm-hmm. which they don't lose money on. Well, there we go, because the current PS3 is a bit of a monster. It's a beast. You can't really fit it anywhere. I mean, it kind of takes up a room by itself almost. Well, the noise does. <laughs> is, it, is it noisy? <laughs> it's quite noisy. Yeah, I mean, the fan, it's got chunking great fans on it. I guess that's another challenge they'll have yeah. in shrinking the die size. Yeah, so you'll have to get rid of the heat. So it, it well, should it use less power if it's smaller size because you... Yeah, it should do. But, you know, it's a, it's a trade-off that all the chipset guys have to, mm. to deal with. So... Um, Movie downloads might also come along. Well, that's the rumoured for the summer, that mm-hmm. uh, you'll be able to do movie downloads on the PS3. You can already do that on the uh, Xbox 360, so they're catching up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the comments from Microsoft were along the lines of, well, we've been doing this for a year now, so we're just tweaking the service and uh, you know, adding features as opposed to Sony, who are going to have to mm-hmm. go through the pain of getting it working in the first place. And I think also the, there was a, the Play TV stuff. Did you, did you see that as well about how Sony... We're having this USB two attachment thing, and that's right. And, and now Amazon did a yeah pre-order it now, and and Sony have gone back, take that off. We're not. <laughs> so I mean, I would imagine if you know they don't want to introduce more uncertainty into the development path for the software on the console by introducing right. a small device which is applicable in a small market in a small yes. island in uh, in <laughs> Western Europe somewhere. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I'm sure that's not going to be on their critical path. So indeed, interesting item, but not really there. And uh, we have some viewer feedback from Andy Bowden, who a few episodes ago we were talking about the fact that you can download every single South Park episode known to man. But not in the UK. <laughs> Only in the US, unfortunately. And Andy's in the US, and he's given us a bit of feedback on the uh, what the advertising situation is. He reckons there's three adverts, one at the beginning, one halfway, and one at three quarters of the way through. But Andy, can you fast forward through them? <laughs> That's the question. Come on, Andy, give us some feedback. I guess, I guess on your controller you probably can't. It's, they normally have skip, don't they? You have the... Most play controls have pause. You have play and pause, and then you have you know, go to the beginning. You can sort of drag the thing Sometimes, across. Yeah, yeah. So thanks very much for that, Andy. Um, we do appreciate getting feedback from people. Um, questions, suggestions, send whatever. Send it to feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. That about wraps us up for episode... What are we, 74? Newstastic 74. What a cracker. Escalente. Okay, so it's goodbye from me, James. And goodbye from Ian. Cheers. Bye.